Hey, listeners, this is Sally Holder. Welcome back to the Hitting Rock Metal podcast. I love this episode. I love when we're able to really dispel some of the myths about entrepreneurship and break up what I often refer to as the old paradigm, right? Where many of us have gotten stuck in rock metal and we're not living up to the expectations that we have for ourselves and for our businesses. And one of the best ways to be able to make the shift is really understanding, right, what we are basing our decisions upon. And a lot of times we're basing decisions upon things that are simply either outdated, untrue, right? And we have not yet taken the time to consider what are today's truths? What's the new paradigm that we're living under that makes everything possible for you as an entrepreneur, right? We've had so many advancements in technology and right in just the social wealth of this world, thank goodness. And so opportunities are available for all of us that we've never had before. And so it gives us an opportunity to also shift the way we approach things and the way we think. And so that's what we're really going to break down today is what are some of the old myths that we might still be living under? And what can we do differently today, understanding what this new paradigm is? How can we make it easier for ourselves to do business as entrepreneurs and ultimately then get the results that we want in a faster way? It's absolutely possible if we really shift these three major things. So let's get started making your business just a little bit better. Okay, entrepreneur, do you have a big vision for your business? That is my question for you. That's exactly how I want to kick off this episode because I want you asking yourself, is my vision for my business big enough? Because guess what? Did you actually realize that having a big vision for yourself, one where you are constantly challenging yourself, where you are moving outside of your comfort zone, that studies show that it can make you happier, that you are happier when you are continuing to challenge yourself and to work towards a bigger goal. And yet what I find so many entrepreneurs doing today is that fear is taking hold and that they are only living in the moment, which is fine. Absolutely, there is value to being present in where you are, right, and taking one day at a time. However, right, we need to understand whether or not the activities, right, the tactics that we are putting in place today, whether those tactics are supporting a bigger strategy, Right? And that whether or not that strategy is then driving the overall vision for our business. So if we don't have a vision, then you could understand that likely as an entrepreneur, you might tend to feel a little bit more overwhelmed. 
Um, you might have days where you feel a little aimless. You might have days where you feel, you know, at the end of the day, just sort of exhausted because you're reflecting back on the tactics that you performed during that day and you aren't quite sure whether they were worth your time, right? And I know that feeling. I know how incredibly frustrating that feeling is. And I think that for all too long, right, we as entrepreneurs turn on ourselves and we say, well, I'm the problem, right? I'm not good enough or, you know, we fall into the trap of beginning to doubt ourselves and our expertise or even the value that we might add to the marketplace. But what if none of those things were the problem? What if none of those doubts were actually rooted in fact, What if that's just part of the old paradigm, right? The one that has kept many female entrepreneurs stuck for a very long time, right? Believing that there was only a place at the top for one or two of us. Believing that there wasn't enough right out there who would, enough people out there who would support your business as an entrepreneur, as a female in the space. And that is absolutely part of the problem, is continuing to think on a day-by-day basis because you're concerned about thinking too big, right? The old adage of getting your hopes up, that you would be capable of creating something that might blow your mind. But instead, It is absolutely part of the problem that you don't have a big vision, right? That you are working on a day-to-day basis because on a daily basis, you aren't sure whether your actions are leading to, right, that deep down place within your heart and your soul that you ultimately desire to go. And that can feel, right, defeating, exhausting, frustrated, right? Leave you feeling all of those feelings. And so what is the answer? Well, it's easy. It's creating a vision for your business. See, when you create a vision for your company, one that reflects your core values and exactly where you're headed, you eliminate the constant confusion right, that comes up on a day-to-day basis. You know, I love how Jim Collins says, the importance of a vision cannot be overemphasized. Vision should drive strategy, and strategy, in turn, is what drives your tactics, not the other way around. And instead, I use this analogy all the time with entrepreneurs, is that what we get caught up in is the day-to-day where we're standing at the front of the race, right, at the beginning of the marathon. And we are getting ready to begin the day, if you will, to begin to run in the direction of where we want to go, right? It's, you know, 8 a.m., you've got coffee in hand, and you're getting ready to attack your to-do list. And we get so wrapped up in checking things off of the that to-do list that we forget that that to-do list really needs to be guided and prioritized based on your finish line, 
right? Based on where the end, right, of your journey is what it looks like, where you're headed. And so instead of just simply starting to run and run and run and run and hoping that you will get to a finish line, right, and hoping that that finish line will look the exact way that you want, right, you know, that is you know, beginning with tactics, right? If you're standing at the finish line and you're beginning to check those things off the list, you're starting with tactics. And so we have to flip the journey around. We have to begin at the end. And I've said this until I'm blue in the face, but I'm going to keep saying it. And that is, we start always with the end in mind. I believe that's a Stephen Covey phrase. But I've always lived by that, right? We need to know what your finish line looks like. And your finish line is 100% defined by your written vision. If you have a team, well, this is critical. See, it can't be something that simply lives in your head. And I very often hear so many female entrepreneurs say that they're even hesitant to express what their vision is to their team. What if we don't get there, right? What if it doesn't come to fruition? You know, and I always say, well, what if it does? What if it can, but the only thing that you're missing is the communication of it to your team? What if it can all work out? What if it could go exactly as planned if you describe what that end goal looks like to them? So that, as one of my friends explained to me, it doesn't feel like a lot of ants running out of the anthill in many different directions. But if you were to work collectively as a team, all together, being able to look at your to-do lists and all prioritizing them based on the completion of one vision, right? It's almost like a relay race, if you will right? You're running a bit and then you're tagging another team member and allowing them to continue the very same journey that you've started. And that's what you're building when you are continuing to add team members that deeply understand the vision you've created and where you collectively are going. And then the core values that you express to them Well, that allows them to then be able to independently make decisions on your behalf or on the company's behalf without you having to weigh in all the time, right? Because if they know that one of our core values is, right, prioritizing being nimble as a company, which is one of our core values at the Brim, Because as soon as we see that something is not working or serving our client in the best possible way, we want to fix it and change it. And I always want our team to understand that that is a value that we want to put in place and that we never want rate status quo to overtake being nimble. And so if they're having to decide between keeping something the same or quickly innovating to make something better, they know my choice would always be innovate because that's our core value. 
And those three, four, five core values that I've expressed to them allow them to carry out the vision. They don't have to constantly question, right, what tactics to engage in, what strategies to drive forward and to value. They know that. And so it allows me to continue to think big picture. It allows me to continue to create content for you guys, knowing all the while that my team understands how to prioritize things and what to do on a daily basis to reach that vision. So how do you create your vision? How do we get there? Right? I mean, yes, we start with the end in mind, but... Let's be more specific. You guys know I love specificity. And yes, you need to have a level of specificity in your vision. But when you are ultimately defining what that vision is, I want you to do three very important things. The first is I want you to have the courage to do what is right, no matter the risk Now, what do I mean by that? That means that when your intuition is telling you to head in a particular direction, that something that you do not even have as part of your team or as your expertise or your forte or what you are known in the marketplace for right now, if that is not currently a part of your vision, it needs to be no matter the risk. You know, I had someone reach out to me very recently who read my book, Hitting Rock Middle, and they expressed that they were in, you know, a successful job and that her successful position fundamentally didn't make her happy. How do I know that? Well, she described the next 25 years of her life on her way to retirement as a prison sentence that she needed to count down the years until she could do what she ultimately wanted to do. That tells me she's on a detour, right? She's not on the path, on the journey that leads to the ultimate vision that she really had at one point in time for her life or the one that she really has intuitively deep down in her heart and her soul. So my advice to her is the same advice that I'll give you today, which is have the courage to do what's right for you, no matter the risk. Stop fearing being wrong. Because fundamentally, the the psychological consequences that we begin to build up in our mind, right, are far worse than the actual consequences that we will have as a result of pursuing our intuition, our vision, right? Pursuing the thing that our intuition is telling us to go after. If we have the courage to do it, no matter the risk, right? We will fundamentally still be living in a better place then we would have been sitting there suffering the psychological consequences, right, of of staying stuck. 
So even if along the way, say this person makes a fundamental shift and changes what she's been doing, right, in her quote unquote successful career and decides to pursue what her intuition has been telling her to do for a very long time, no matter what, I can promise you she will feel better despite what her mind psychologically might be telling her now, she will feel better when she begins to pursue the vision that is deeply within her. Okay, the second way to be able to define your vision is we need to clear away the clutter, right? No more to-do lists, right? Pare down the situation, of what is going on in your life and career right now, right? Maybe you are on the right path, but you've gotten lost in the tactics. You've gotten lost, right? You can't see the forest anymore for the trees. When you are defining your vision, you are simply asking yourself, what's the essence of what I want to create? What's the essence of the current situation? What's the essence of the situation of where I ultimately want to be if it's different from where you are right now? And then you put everything you are currently doing through that ultimate lens. Asking this third question, which is, does your gut say yes or no? Does your gut right now say, yes, that is part of my vision? Or does your gut say, no, it is not? And then here's where the courage comes back in. You have to trust it. You have to trust that your intuition is right. I challenge you to go find an entrepreneur who is wildly successful, who is doing something that absolutely fills their cup and find that they are not living by intuition. You know, funny enough, I was, I was watching over the course of the weekend, um, this new show on HBO max that, um, Bethany Frankel has done. I can't even remember the name of it, but you know, she's talking about the fact that she came from nothing and she has now built, right, a, a, probably a billion-dollar enterprise with products in almost every market you can possibly imagine. So what was the number one tool that she described in her new reality television show that got her to where she is today? Utilizing her intuition. She leaned on it, as she said, to make decisions, to know whether these things, right, the either the expansion into a new market, hiring someone, all of these things that she was having to make decisions about, right, she asked herself, it, is my gut telling me that this is for me or that it is not for me? And she followed it. And look at what it has created for her. It absolutely can create the same for you. Whatever success it is that you ultimately are looking to create, you can have. But it starts 
with peeling away all of the layers, right? All of the clutter of doing things out of obligation and merely trying to check tactics off of a to-do list. Looking at the end and saying, what's the essence of where I really want to be? Who I really want to be, right? Write that down. And then the five words that you feel truly embody that place, that vision. And those are the things that are going to be non-negotiables, right? Words that you feel that you can live by and that you can communicate to your team. And will they evolve over time? Sure. I bet that they will just as you will, right? But your vision won't change. It will be the same, right? How you get there, right, has to be a little in flux. But where you're headed, nope, that doesn't change. You aren't willing to give up on that. Listeners, I have the tool for you. It is called Kartra. If you run an online business, you are going to want this tool in your life. Trust me. It is an online account management system that will save your life. No more duct taping various products together. See, your online business requires a bunch of different solutions that oftentimes have to be duct taped together. They lead to frustrating results meaning you don't have a checkout page that adds customers to your mailing list or your help desk, portal doesn't connect with your contacts database, or your membership site doesn't work really well or even issue refunds or payments. It's all utterly frustrating and frankly, a huge waste of time until now. All of the individual sections of Kartra are woven together so seamlessly they talk to each other without ever having to configure any integration on your own. As a result, you are going to be able to track your customers and their interactions with all of your different solutions in one place. Doesn't that sound a little too good to be true? Well, it's not. Make sure that you get the link in my show notes to access Kartra with 14 days for free on me. So again, access Kartra 14 days for free on me with the link in my show notes. And you can come back and thank me later. Listeners, do you ever hear the phrase goal setting and want to groan a little bit? I bet you're even rolling your eyes hearing me say that phrase, aren't you? Probably because at face value, goal setting can seem daunting, boring, and even overwhelming. I mean, where do you start? How do you make them actually happen? I bet the ideas are already swirling around in your head right now, aren't they? Well, don't worry, I've got you. Goal setting doesn't have to be hard or something you dread doing once a year. You can and will with my brand new goal-getting course, Come to Love Goal Setting. Why? Because I'm going to show you all of my secrets for not just setting goals, but reaching them. These are the secrets that have helped me go from writing down lofty plans that I tucked away and never looked at again, 
to achieving monumental goals like writing a best-selling book and building a seven-figure business from scratch. Are you ready? I hope so. Because the goal-getting course is waiting for you. All you have to do is either head to my new website, growwiththebrim.com. That's growwiththebrim, B-R-I-M-M.com. Or head to the link in the show notes and get access to the best goal-getting course out there. Okay, now the second tool that creates massive success for an entrepreneur. I bet you're going to be surprised by this one. It's feeling good. I know. It's just that simple. It's feeling good in a moment is critical to creating success. So what do I mean by that? I love Abraham Hicks's quote. She says, be happy in anticipation of what's coming. So this means we've got to stop compromising how we feel in order to earn revenue. You can absolutely feel good and max out your earnings. If there is nothing else you take away from this episode, let it be that sentence right there. You can feel good and max out your earnings. See, the old paradigm tells us work has to be hard. I don't know about you, but that was certainly something that was ingrained within me was, oh, well, right? You don't like what you do? Oh, well, too bad. That's life. That's work. You know, if you are in your 40s like I am, I know you have had that statement repeated to you. But what if it's no longer true? Right? What if the evolution of our society as a whole and of technology means you don't have to be miserable? What if it means that that you fundamentally can pursue something that internally makes you feel great? And have the external rewards, right, of the monetary earnings as well. That's the new paradigm I want you to be living in. That is the new belief I want you to embrace. And when you do, when you truly believe that, and when you know that in your core, when you say to yourself, I deserve to, I can feel good as a human being, feel fulfilled, and when I do, that is when I will max out, right, the reach and be closer to the vision that I have for my success. Because that is 100% true. But how do you make that happen, right? Again, let's go to the tactics, right? Let's break it down. How do you actually cultivate the feeling of feeling good, Without sacrificing the earnings. Because if you're like me again, those old habits are hard to break. And by old habits, I mean the old stories that we're repeating to ourselves, right? The ones that say things like, again, work has to be hard. And unless it is, you're probably not going to be rewarded. Feeling good means that you're probably being lazy. 
Feeling good means that you're not trying hard enough. Feeling good means that you're slacking. See, those were part of the old paradigm for me, right? It's what kept me practicing law for 10 years, believing this is just my lot in life, right? I'm trying really hard. I'm working myself to death. And yes, I'm experiencing rewards in the form of monetary rewards and, you know, external rewards and titles. But at the sacrifice of feeling good. I did not fundamentally believe that I could live in a place where I got to have both. And if you're running your business as an entrepreneur where you are not allowing yourself to have both because, you know, at the end of the day, we are 100% in control of the results that we are creating within our businesses and the feelings that we are creating within our lives. You know, I like to live by that radical responsibility. And so if we aren't feeling good, on a daily basis, well, something needs to shift. Something needs to change. And when it does, more success will come your way. Trust me. And frankly, you'll have to trust. Right? I mean, that's one of the hardest parts about making a lot of the shifts from the old paradigm to the new paradigm is that you have to trust Because when you do it differently, right, the results aren't going to show up immediately. And so we're very worried about slightly shifting anything, taking our foot off the gas, allowing ourselves to have time off to be happy, right? Time off in general these days. And we're worried about it will kill our momentum or you know, it will rob us of the ability to reach that ultimate vision. And that's simply not true. Instead, again, there are four ways to truly make sure that you put the feeling of the the feeling good as a priority so that you can allow and make the success that can happen as a result of that feeling good. We want for that to happen. So here are the four ways that I have found for you to be able to make that happen. The first is you've got to spend the time. Spend time cultivating the feeling first. You've got to know that it is just that. The feeling comes first. The results come second. Instead, old paradigm says... Success comes first, and then you will feel happy, right? The big salary comes first, and then you will feel happy. The house comes first, and then you will feel happy. How often has that actually worked out for you? I don't know about you, but for me, I always found those moments very hollow, right? The big award on stage, and then you get home that night, And you look in the mirror and look at yourself and you say, is that it? 
I've been holding off on feeling good for so long. For this 20 minutes, this two hours, right? It won't ever be enough because tomorrow, the next day, you will begin the journey of chasing the feeling of happiness when you do the next thing. So instead, we've got to reverse it and spend the time cultivating feelings of happiness first. The second is we must have lifestyle and income goals. You know, I'm certain I've said this to you before, but the fact is we just can't have one without the other. You know, I wasn't happy practicing law because it met income goals, but it really didn't meet my lifestyle goals, mainly because one of the things that I value in life is travel, right? And when you're practicing law, you're limited. Just by definition, you're limited in the scope of where you can practice, right? I would have to take another bar exam in order to practice in a different state. So, And what I realized by coaching so many entrepreneurs these days is that what they are beginning to do is to run after the income goals, right? Yes, those revenue goals are priorities, but they completely allow their lifestyle goals to evaporate. They believe that one day when they reach a certain level of income, they will be able to pick their lifestyle goals back up again. And unfortunately, that day just doesn't ever come. It's like waiting on the award, right? And then realizing again, there's more to do. So instead, we need to live by both simultaneously. We need to live out our lifestyle goals and live out our income goals together. And then both can become a reality. The third is you do not have to do work you hate to reach a place you love. You know, so many people believe that it is simply part of the process as an entrepreneur to accept everything that comes your way. And that, again, couldn't be further from the truth. That was the old paradigm. You better take everything that comes to you. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from, you know, people who are a little more my senior and I get that. That was exactly what they were told. But when you know better, you do better. And we know better now. No fault of theirs at all. But we've evolved. And we know now that when you incorporate work you hate, right, into your daily life, then it makes that journey to getting to your vision a lot harder and a lot more miserable. And it just doesn't have to be that way. When you can turn down the work that you do not desire and allow yourself to feel happier performing work that you love, how much more do you think that you will look forward to working? 
How much more do you think that you will want to rave about what it is that you get to do on a regular basis? How much more do you think that you will appear on Instagram talking about what you love? How much more do you think that you will pursue new client relationships because that means more of getting to do what you love? See, these aren't platitudes. These are real things. Because when you do more of what you hate, your desire to do any of the things that I just mentioned is gone. And therefore, your revenue suffers, your income suffers, and ultimately then your lifestyle suffers. So number four, you can have the exponential revenue and live a life you love too. And that's what I just said a moment ago, is that when you believe that within your heart and your soul and you live that out, right, then that means you're going to make decisions from a place of valuing your happiness. And when you value your happiness, right, you will know that one more hour of pushing past tired, that staying up until 1 a.m. will not actually help you get so much further, that it will likely simply burn you out. And you know that that is not worth it because you value your happiness. And that, yes, taking on one more client that would stress you to the max, but earn you significantly more revenue, simply isn't what you're going to do. Because you want to make feeling good critical. You want to make it a huge priority, required, something you absolutely have to do if you want to get where you want to go. Okay, now the third thing that you can do to lead to massive success as an entrepreneur is you can stop right now looking for the mega hit. And what I mean by that is that building a great company comes from persistence, not from one fell swoop. So you've got to be prepared to evolve an idea or kill it or iterate, but not kill the company. And too often that's what happens, right? Instead of right, taking the one idea that didn't go as you had originally planned, that you thought was going to be the mega hit, and maybe the first go-round, it only produced a couple of clients. The first go-round, it only produced a little bit of revenue. Well, guess what? That is the journey. And there's no reason not to immediately feel good about that. And then you come back and you evaluate it. You evaluate what went well, what needs to change, how to make it better. But you do not fundamentally say, I am a failure. The company is dead. It will never succeed. This is not what I should be doing. 
And yet that is so often what I find entrepreneurs are saying to themselves right after a mediocre launch. I love what uh, Bill Lazier says. He is a co-author with Jim Collins on Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0 and such a great book. And he says, no great company, no great career, no great body of work comes about by a single event, a single flip of the coin, or a single hand played. It's just true. You will not get to the vision with one launch. You will not get to the million dollar mark with one launch. If it were that easy, everyone would do it. Instead, next time, I want you to think about focusing. You know, I love how, you know, Jim Collins talks about it as being the hedgehog and not the fox. You know, you're focusing on building one thing and making it excellent, right? Really great. One thing at a time. And so you come back and you ask yourself, if you are trying to decide what that one thing is, three really critical questions. What are you deeply passionate about? What can you be the best in the world at? And third, what best drives your economic engine? And if you have not asked those questions about your business lately, well, now's the time to do it. Because that essentially is what his metaphor about the hedgehog versus the fox means, right? The fox runs around and, you know, is essentially a jack of all trades, never very focused on in on one thing, right? A jack of all trades, master of none, whereas the hedgehog is very deeply focused in one area, one thing, head down, focused on making it the best it can be. So right now, I want you to have the discipline to confront the brutal facts of your business. What are you not deeply passionate about that you're doing? What can you not be the best in the world at? Because you just frankly don't care enough about it. Or it's not just, it's just fundamentally not in your zone of genius. And then lastly, what just simply doesn't make economic sense? Because you want instead to be building something that creates momentum instead of constantly throwing energy at many different strategies at once that are never going to take you to that ultimate vision. Be prepared 
for the fact that it's going to take one step at a time. It's going to take one day at a time. But when you stay intentional and you really remain consistent, allow yourself to be perfectly imperfect, then you can create the tiny shifts that are going to lead to the major shifts that will get you the ultimate results that you want. See, that is what you need, not the mega hit. It's the discipline and ability to stay intentional, consistent, and perfect and perfectly imperfect. And if you're capable of doing those things and not constantly looking for this mega hit approach, then you will absolutely reach your vision. Again, I challenge you to go find an entrepreneur who doesn't say this is the key to their success, who is capable of saying it was just one thing. It was one launch, one tool. And frankly, I would argue if they are saying that to you, right? they're not being honest. They're not telling you about the many, many, many failures that they likely endured until they iterated enough to create that result that they ultimately wanted. You know, right now, I know one thing to be true. You're exactly where you're meant to be. Trust that. Ask yourself what your vision is and what it is you want to create. Make sure that you spend the time cultivating feeling good. And then be willing to know, right, and confront the brutal fact that it's not going to be one thing. That it is simply going to be the culmination of everything you do. That will allow you to be wildly successful. I know you can get there. I know that we tend to be the only thing standing in our way. So I hope that you will step out of the way. That you will implement these three things. And that you will reach massive success. I can't wait for you to do that. And then come back and share with me about it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for listening to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Remember that you can always find out more about me by visiting sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com. And if you want to stay in touch or get more free tips from me, make sure to join my free weekly newsletter that's filled with tips to help you achieve your greatest potential. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere where you're currently listening. And leave us a review. It really is a small thing to do that goes a long way to helping others find our show too. 
We'll be back next week with another empowering story of dreaming beyond the American dream. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.